As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon, Brenda, Danny, Connie, and Andrew. Yes, thank you very much. If you would like to join them and become part of the Disney Assembled Patreon family, head on over to our website, DisneyAssembled.com, and click on the Become a Patron button. Membership starts as little as $2 a month, and for that... You get access to all of the exclusive patron-only content that we have over there. If you're looking to add additional Disney magic to your day, check out Magic and Mouse Radio. Magic and Mouse Radio is the best internet radio station for all your Disney music wants and needs. 365, 24-7, magicandmouseradio.com, or click on the link on our website, disneyassemble.com. You can hear our show on Magic and Mouse Radio every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the Magic the Mouse radio family, I am so proud to be a part of the Magic the Mouse news family. MagicofTheMouseNews.com has articles for anything and everything Disney-related that you might want to read, so make sure you go check it out. The last time I was published on there was like June, uh, which was kind of a long time away from now. But I wrote about The Little Mermaid, and I've been super busy with college stuff, but I like recently was struck with inspiration for a new article. Yeah. So. You were away at camp for... Three weeks too. And, I love know. writing. I have a lot of things written. I have nothing completed. Right. If that makes any sense. So. Yeah, but you were away a long time in the summer, and then school started. And like I said, you've been doing the college applications. Yeah, college. So. Oh, let's check in on that. Okay, college search definitely going. Um, I'm applying to two film programs. Everything else, I'm applying to for political science slash communications. Potentially both. Um, I'm not going to drop school names in case they are like researching me and they're like this is the recent episode and they're like oh but they she mentioned xyz state university but not xyz university even whatever um is that, so, your, is that your college admissions officer voice yeah okay <laughs> they all sound like that please let me in and please give me some money um <laughs> <laughs> i'm really smart i promise and i care a lot so yeah political science communications or film it's really terrifying, terrifying mm. idea to like have to choose between two paths that would like that the, literally will change the course of my life. So this particular journey has been so wonderful. If you've been listening to the show from the very beginning, of course, we started the show back in 2020, now 2023. And you were That's crazy, you know, just starting high, high school. school, right? So I we were still just starting grade. high school and now you're looking at colleges. So if you've been with us this whole time, we really, really appreciate it. If you're just joining us, thanks a lot. You're, you're, you're hearing a more polished show than the ones we started with, even though I went back and listened to some of the first ones and they weren't that bad. I've, um, we did a pretty good job. I wrote my main comment app essay about Disney Assembled. Oh, good. About, mm -hmm. it's more about Papa. 
but it is about Disney Assembled. Well, we appreciate all the listeners out there and who have been with us. And I know you're hopefully wishing Mimi good luck as she's going through this college search. And as soon as we have information, I'm no, sure no, no. you will Don't share. Don't wish her luck. Wish her money. Wish Just her send money. her money. Yeah. Just send yeah. her money. She yeah, needs we, money. College is not cheap, but certainly as, as we <laughs> have. Pay for her textbooks. <laughs> Crazy idea. Well, as soon as we have more to share about maybe where you might be going, which won't be until early next year, 2024, right? Well, we'll know where I'm going. Hopefully, Probably. we'll know where I'm going definitively by May 1st. Oh, by May 1st. Yes. Right. Definitively May 1st. But you'll start getting answers from colleges on your applications. Earlier than that, yeah. for sure. And I might even commit to a school earlier than that. But I will know indefinite for sure on May 1st. And maybe yeah. we'll tell you. Maybe we won't. <laughs> we, we, we will. You know, another thing is, and if you've been listening to the show for a while and you haven't had a chance to do this yet, we would really appreciate it if you would consider dropping a, a rating and review on your podcast player choice. You know, I usually check the uh, comments to see if anyone left a review on Apple podcasts. Cause that's where most of our listens come from. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a little while since we've had some new ratings and reviews out there, but I know we're getting more listens because this past week's episode where we went through our immediate reaction to the D destination D 23 stuff, mm -hmm. right. Was one of the best first week listens that we've had uh, of all time, quite wow. frankly. Yeah. We had about 20% more, uh, downloads this past week than we normally do, which was really, really spectacular. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if it was because of the topic or it was probably a little both. Well, we also released the episode immediately on Saturday, and we won't be releasing this episode until seven o'clock on Sunday, our normal release time. But I wonder if, you know, oops, excuse me, I wonder if the additional downloads were as a result of releasing the episode maybe on Saturday afternoon as opposed to Sunday evening or what. So we'll have to pay attention to that because. You know, if we get more downloads releasing on Saturday afternoon, maybe just switch to a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, switch switch to a Saturday afternoon. Because what you guys you know. don't know, because you're not professional podcasters like us, is that <laughs> the way podcast listens works is you get a lot like within the first few hours that you release the first day, like the, the first, first twenty four. Yeah, hours the first twenty four hours, and then it kind of like you know teeters off, and then it spikes back up again around that midway through the week point, so around Wednesday, um, and then it kind of falls off again, and then it spikes again. Before you release yeah. the next episode, you get, your, you get your early listens and then you get the people who listen later in the week. Right. And then you get people who like so. listen right before the next episode comes out. Right. right, right. And we had a 20% increase in listeners in the first 24 hour cycle, not well, even including right, but we the had Wednesday 20% increase overall for the oh, week overall, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the week. So, but the point is if you haven't had a chance to do a rating and review, we'd really appreciate that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, I would like to set a goal this week is maybe a little ambitious, and that would be five additional ratings Ooh, on Apple Podcasts. So if you're on, it's no big deal. Just hit, there's five stars there. Just click the fifth star. We've make sure they're all colored in, yeah. right? And do that five times or five different people do that one time. And I would like maybe two reviews. Maybe if two people who are listening to this show who have not uh, written a kind review for the show yet, if you'd consider just a few kind words about the show, we'd really appreciate that. But or even just we'll like, see. this show is great. Right. Or send us an email, right? I mean, I'll count that as a review, even though it doesn't help other people find the show, but an email telling us what you like about the show or whatever. You can do that at DisneyAssembled.gmail.com. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, we do have a Disney Dad Joke of the Week coming Obviously. here soon. Yeah, we do Obviously. have one. We have one every week. Uh, but we also have what I think is a pretty good topic. Or really, or actually, a very good topic. <gasps> Wait, before we get into that, I have one more thing I want to oh, say. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I should have said this when we were talking about college. This is. 
Mimi's final Disney Assembled episode as a child. That is true. I will be turning 18 next Sunday. So next Sunday, when we release this episode, you will be... An adult. An adult. It's my last one. It'll be parent graduation day. It's the last one. Yeah. It's really upsetting. This will be the last one where... Well, you'll still be my daughter. No, I know. But I won't be like a... Like a child. I'll I mean, just, I'll be a kid, but I, you, I won't be you, like... I, I also grow much older a week from today <laughs> as you become an adult. Well, congratulations on that. Yeah. So, hey, maybe if you're listening out there, if you want to send Mimi some birthday congratulations. Money. Some birthday money. <laughs> or just congratulations. <laughs> or some money. There's a couple ways you can do that, right? You, there's a couple ways. Maybe we can promote that this week. So, maybe if people will do this, maybe we can play it on next week's episode. Oh, that would be so cool. But yeah, if you want to wish Mimi uh, send her some birthday wishes for next week, um, you can send us an email, disneyassembly.gmail.com. You can shoot those wishes over as a direct message on any of our socials, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, all at Disney Assembled, right? You we'll can recap all of this at the end of the episode. Yeah, we can do that. But let, let's say it again now. Also, there is a way, if you go to, uh, there's a link at the bottom of the show notes. If you click that link, there is a way for you to leave us a voice message. So if you'd like to wish Mimi happy birthday for next week um, by leaving a voice message, just click the link at the bottom of the show notes and it should take you to a spot where it's just real simple. You hit record, you record yourself leaving your message and there you go. That'd be yeah. that. Fantastic. Okay, cool. Topic. All right. You came up with this topic. I did. And it's a great topic. Tell everybody what it yeah, is. Yeah. Okay. So we, we like Papa and I separately came up. So I wanted to talk about best performances in the Disney cinematic universe. Um, just overall, like who did their best job and Papa split it up into categories. So there's two from Star Wars, two from Pixar, two from Marvel, two from live action, two from animated spoken, and then two animated singing right so we have basically six categories and you and i came up with two of who we think are the best disney performances in that category of all time at, at least as it, as it exists time. today right so these are the best disney performances of all time as it exists right today now. subject to change right subject to change. <laughs> the best of all time subject to change for right. sure okay all right well, how do you want to start? Oh, we need the, we did the Disney we, Dad, we Dad, Dad Joe. Dad Joe. Week. Yeah, I almost forgot about Disney Dad Joe. How week. did you forget? I don't know. It's funny. I forget about these guys. I'm, so, I'm so excited about the topic that you came up with and sharing with everybody what our thoughts were on that because I know some people will agree with us and some people will disagree with us. Right. And I almost forgot about the Disney Dad Joe Week, which is the part of the show that it's I want to believe. Favorite. I want to believe that that is the reason everybody keeps coming back every well, week. Well, obviously. Was the Disney Dad Joe. All right. Are you ready for it? Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for this week's Disney Dad Joke. Of the week. Oh boy. Mimi. The Ariel. The, the Little Mermaid. Ariel. <laughs> the Ariel. Ariel, the Little Mermaid. There's a scene in the animated version. And I, I think they tried to film it in the live action version, but there's a scene in Little Mermaid that didn't make it to the final cut. It's essentially, it's after Ariel has her legs and she's on land, right? Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, you know, trying to do what she's supposed to do. Uh, now that she doesn't have her voice, but there's a scene where she goes like out, it's just off the shore of the beach and she digs this giant heart shaped hole and covers it like so nobody can see it. And then she's, she lures Eric towards her, <laughs> right? She was hoping he would fall in love. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's silly. Get it? Yes. It's a heart shaped hole. Yes. Okay. I will give credit where credit is due. 
one of our biggest fans, your brother. Did he come up with that one? Came up with a joke about digging a hole and naming it love so that somebody would fall in love. That's and I epic. told him that I love that joke as a day I joke. And I was going to use it in the show. That's silly. So that's what we did today. Oh, I love that. I yeah, love yeah. the, the so, Heldner feature. Yes. So Heldner, thanks for the joke. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a dad joke that is of the Disney variety that you think we should use on the show, send it to us, DisneyAssembled at gmail.com or the direct message at DisneyAssembled on all the socials that I already just mentioned, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, if we haven't used it already and it's appropriate for the show, we'd be happy to consider using your joke. All right. Main topic of the week, the best Disney performances of all time as they exist today, subject to change. All right. Um, we, we have six categories. Like you mentioned, we have star Wars universe and it's anything movies, TV. I didn't include animated star Wars, but I guess it could have technically been animated Star Wars. And if that's the case, oh, I, I wasn't change thinking my mind. about TV at all. I might be changing my mind on the animated. I think I am going to change my mind on one of mine because I'm going to include the animated TV as okay. well for star Wars, uh, for Marvel. We have all the Marvel stuff, uh, Pixar, uh, voice characters, um, Disney animated films spoken like dialogue not musical dialogue not singing we also have an animated category for singing and then we have just disney live action films right yeah it's live action all right which one would you like to start with i think we should go like this way so we'll start with star wars so we'll start with star wars so this is the star wars universe and it can include any of the feature films tv shows that are on disney plus or animated shows and because of that i'm actually going to change one of my answers that I had written down, but do you want to go first or do yeah, you want me I to can go, go first? first. All right, you go first. So I wrote down Pedro Pascal as Mandalorian in the hit TV show, The Mandalorian. Um, I don't know what awards may or may not have been won by Pedro Pascal for The Mandalorian, but I think he does a really good job. Um, he's super recognizable in this role and um, it, it's very, it's become very iconic to his career for sure. Um, so, yeah. And then I also have the iconic Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. She, yeah, yeah. She's iconic, period. That's it. The end. Um, I think she, I was debating, I was going back, forth, back and forth between her and Harrison Ford, but I think she outshines him in those movies for sure. So, Pedro Pascal, Carrie Fisher, best performances in the Star Wars universe. Oh, there you go. Very yeah. good. Right. I have two. And I'm actually going to replace one of mine. I'm going to scratch off on the page the one that I'm going to get rid of. And I'm With the official Disney assembled pen. On the, the official pen this week. And I'm going to eliminate the first one that I have and replace it with a voice performance mm-hmm. in animated Star Wars. And so I'm going to start with my live action one first. Okay. There are a lot of great performances in the Star Wars films and TV shows. For sure. And I think one that is sort of overlooked to a certain extent is the job that Adam Driver did with Kylo Ren. For sure. Yeah. And I know that the sequel trilogy gets some hate from some people, but I think universally Kylo Ren is a character that was, I think, liked by most people you know he had this redemption at the end even though i, I don't know he, he, there was so much he, he'd killed millions of people as kylo ren i don't know if there was any real redemption for him but i think the emotional performances that he gave particularly around um his interactions with his father han solo i think it really 
it, it took just a normal acting job as a villain to a new level. I thought Adam Driver brought a lot of emotion and a, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, you know, uh, character development in Kylo Ren. And it could have just been an easy, just a bad guy with a, a mask, right? Uh, and I have to give Adam Driver a lot of credit. So I thought Adam Driver deserves to be mentioned as one of my best performances in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The other is, I'm gonna, like I said before, I'm going to go to the animated universe. And I'm going to give some props to Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano, both in Star Wars, uh, the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. Um, you know, a lot of fans were hoping that Ashley would do a live action cameo, at least in the Ahsoka series. She still but might. We got three episodes she might. left. There's a couple episodes left. I, I haven't heard any rumors that she might be. But the truth of the matter is that character has become as popular as it is, mostly due to the absolute wonderful voice performances that mm-hmm. Ashley Eckstein has done for Ahsoka and how her voice has had to change as Ahsoka has grown and matured. If you listen to how she has voiced that character over the years, her voice has had to mature right, with the it's character. Changed, for sure. And it's just a phenomenal job, I think, uh, mostly because of Ashley Eckstein's efforts to voice that character and bring it to life. Uh, so I'm going to list those two, Adam Driver and Ashley Eckstein, as my best Disney performances of all time, Star Wars edition, subject to change. All right. That's awesome. Yay, Star Wars. Yay, Star Wars. Pew, 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 pew. All right. Where do you want to go next? Uh, We're going to Pixar next? Yeah, Pixar Okay, we're going to go down to Pixar. And um, maybe I'll try to do less explanation on Pixar. So these are Pixar films, not Pixar shorts. We just look at the Pixar films. Uh, Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first on this Um, one? You can go first. All right, I'm going to go first on Pixar. All right, the first award for best performances in Pixar for me is I'm going to give to Ed Asner as Carl Fredrickson in Up. Mm I thought Carl Fredrickson's character shows, again, a lot of emotion, a lot of growth, a lot of character development. And you just you can't help but just love Carl. I mean, he's just a delightful, even though he's kind of a curmudgeon in the beginning, but he's actually a real softy. Yeah. Um, So I think Ed Asner definitely gets an award for me for best performance for Pixar. The other is one that doesn't appear very often, didn't get a, a ton of screen time. But I just think it's an iconic character in Pixar. And it's not a main character. It's sort of a side character. And that's Wayne Knight's performance as Al McWiggin from Al's Toy Barn <laughs> in Toy Story 2. I mean, I think, you know, the whole Al for Al's Toy Barn, how he tried to get you know the, 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 the Woody uh, doll and get it cleaned up and how, how skeezy he kind of was and right. all that stuff. It was a great character. I just think that Al... For Alice Toy Barn just made it, it's just a phenomenal character. It made the movie, it gave the movie a lot more depth. Uh, it made you care more about the other characters. So I'm going to give Wayne Knight some props. So, you know, Wayne Knight, Newman, Newman, you know, from Seinfeld. Okay. So those are my two. Okay. Go. So I think I should have defined earlier what I consider what makes a great performance. I think a great performance is done when the character is memorable and the character is something that somebody care, that people care about. Right. When you look at Mandalorian, you look at Leia. These are characters that have huge fan followings. Ahsoka Tano, Kylo Ren, like for better or for worse, people love these characters. And I think that that's what makes a memorable, solid performance. Right. Um, So going into Pixar, um, the first one I have is Tim Allen, Toy Story Buzz, Buzz Lightyear, um, because I, I just think that that character, I think any of the characters from this franchise could have stuck, um, into this best performances. Um, but 
I think Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear, like really like that, that stands out to me more than any of the other ones, I think. And I think Buzz is a character that kids just adore more, more so than Woody, I think, um, which is kind of the point of Toy Story, right? Mm, yeah. The kids will always like the shiny one better, but um, it's, it's just really memorable and really special and really like, it's very, very iconic, right? Cool. Um, yeah, I can buy that. And then the next one I have is a little bit silly, but kind of falling into like that character being something that is able to be solidified as a personality. Like this character has this personality. Larry the Cable Guy as Mater from Cars. I love that choice. Killed it. This is such a good, such a good casting, such a distinct character, such a distinct voice, a distinct personality to create a a character that is silly, that his whole thing is being silly. And um, I think that's really special. Yeah, yeah. Good choices. I think that those are good choices. Yeah. I, I agree with you. There, those are two definitely deserving of best performance. At least Heck as yeah. it, at least as is exists today. All right. Next category is Disney live action films. And I don't know when I say live action, I'm not I don't think either of us were considering like the CGI remakes. We could have actually. We could have. No, I but, thought about it for sure. But we didn't do that. And, and from looking at the list, I know you and I both have a common uh, well done. award winner here, yeah. but I'm going to give uh, my award win awards first. Uh, the first one for me is going to be Emma Stone for Cruella. I really liked Cruella. I yeah. thought I was going to like Cruella. I did like Cruella. I thought Emma Stone did a really good job and I want to see more of that. I'm hoping, I know that there was talk about a sequel to Cruella. I'm hoping to get a sequel to Cruella because I just really enjoyed that film and I'd like to see more of that one. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Good job, Emma Stone. All right. The next uh, person on my list for best performance, Disney live action edition uh, of all time, is is Johnny Depp, Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean franchise is huge. It's made tons of money. That is an iconic character. Um, and it is completely, I mean, down to the fact that Johnny Depp just did a fantastic job of developing right. that that sort of new character and it is so iconic that it made its way into an iconic attraction in the right. parks so an attraction that already existed definitely johnny depp live action award winner absolutely all right yeah you so do you guys want to guess which one we have in common <laughs> that's right it's emma stone <laughs> no, no it's definitely johnny depp um for all the reasons pop already said so i've considered emma stone um, pretty heavily when I was making my list. And then I originally went with Ewan McGregor and Christopher Robin, although it breaks that like iconic character, you know, solidification um, standard that I created earlier in the episode. Um, I just thought he did a really good job in that movie. And that movie wasn't super popular, but you and I watched it. Yeah, I and I movie. thought that he captured Christopher Robin very well. He did. Um, but then you were like, we forgot Julie Andrews. And I was like, Oh, so I wrote her down. Julie Andrews for everything and everything she has ever done. Mary ever, Poppins. Ever. Mary Poppins. Sound of Music. But that's not Disney. Princess Diaries. That's Disney. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's Disney. Oh, it's Princess okay. Diaries too. Oh, okay. She, but Red, mostly, White and whatever. But mostly, mostly Mary Poppins. She's everything. She's yeah. iconic. She's beautiful. She's lovely. She's talented. She's smart. She's old. She can't die. I think if she died, like the world would fall apart. I think like also you could put like Dick Van Dyke. Like they like hold hands together in this category. Yeah. Um, just because of Mary Poppins. Yeah. The movie's just 
so unbelievably good. It is good. Um, right. Yeah. Good. All right. We're going to move on to the next category. Yes. We're going to move over to the Marvel side and we're going to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This could be TV or film, you know, anything on Disney Plus shows or whatever. And there's a lot of good performances in there that we could have picked from more than maybe on the surface if you think about it. But I'm going to pick um, for my two. The first one I want to mention is Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier slash Bucky Barnes. And I would not have picked him if not for his performance in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think the way the Bucky character went from just being, you know, Steve's friend to being lost, to being found, to being this brainwashed assassin, to then trying to find his way to redeem himself and then having to deal with all the demons that he went through. If you remember on that show, he had his list of people that he was trying to make good his apologies. with. apologies. Right? Yeah. And that was extremely well done. And I think he really portrayed that character and everything that character was going through very well. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of character development in the Winter Soldier. And I think a lot of it has to do with Sebastian Stan's portrayal of that character. So I'm going to give Sebastian Stan some credit and put him on my list of best performers in the Marvel Universe. The other one I think is a little bit more obvious to me, and that's Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Right. I literally cannot imagine anyone else being Iron Man now. Yeah. I mean, from the first movie to the last snap that he did, absolute icon. I mean, I I think the entire MCU would not be what it is today if not for the job that Robert Downey Jr. did as Iron Man. Yeah. And so definitely well-deserving of best performances in the Marvel Universe. I definitely agree. Um, I think when it comes to the Marvel Universe, I think every single actor was like made to play the role that they are in the MCU. I think literally anyone could be swapped out for any of these people, and I think it would be fine and valid. Um, I think the MCU is incredibly well cast and incredibly well taken care of. I mean, like looking at Elizabeth Olsen and looking at like this newer cast of characters, but also looking even back all the way to Robert Downey Jr., right? Like everything is so perfect. All the Chris's, all the, like everything, everything about it is so well done. Um, that I, it was really a struggle for me to pick, um, only two performers that really killed it. And, um, the two that stuck out to me are like, one of them is like a little less, more on like the quieter side, I guess, when it comes to MCU bombshells. And then I think who is arguably one of, one of the most iconic MCU actors of all time, um, next to Robert Downey Jr. So I have Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight first. Um, whether you like Moon Knight or hated it, I think Oscar Isaac did a phenomenal job we portraying so many this characters. characters. He portrayed three different people in the same show, not even including like the Moon Knight here, like villain character, anti-hero character. Um, right. Like, I, I think that that takes a lot of research and a lot of practice and a lot of raw talent. And I think he did a, a fantastic job. Um, I would also put in, we've talked about this before. We, this isn't on my list. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm improving here, but tangent alert. Yeah, no, but like thinking about Falcon Winter Soldier, I mean, who, who did the best acting job in that entire show? John, what's his name? He did such a good job. We don't remember his name. Yeah. No, because he hasn't shown up in anything else. You talk about Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Him. Yeah. He did. He did a pretty good job so as US good agent. As yeah. US agent. Yeah, but I, I want to see more hated of him. him. Yeah. No, like that's the thing. Like I need to see more of his character. Okay. So second 
But he's not your pick for your second. No, he's not. Right, That's right. My second pick, um, I, I think, is a an actor that, like I said earlier, like was created to play the role that he was given in the MCU. And I think that he portrays both on screen and off screen what his character represents and i think that that's what makes him one like arguably the second most iconic actor in the mcu um chadwick boseman as the black panther Mm. um yeah incredibly well done incredibly well acted incredibly dynamic and deep and interesting and strong and fun good just a great actor and a good character and unfortunately lost too yeah, soon yeah yeah it's a shame we won't be seeing any more of him as that character because yeah i agree you gone way too soon and we miss him objectively terribly. Yeah. aside from the emotional aspect of his death and wanting to remember him as someone great he did a very good job yep. as the black panther absolutely all right, on a lighter note, we're going to move on to Disney animated films and in this category we actually have two categories here. We we're going to pick our best Disney performances in Disney animated films uh for their spoken dialogue, right? Just regular spoken word dialogue acting. And then the other more for their singing, like the best performances in terms of their singing of performances in cuz a lot of these movies are musicals, right? A lot of them have mm-hmm. a lot of good music and iconic music. But we'll start with the spoken word. And I'm going to go with uh, my first choice is going to be actually one that we really like. And I think it, I just the more I watch this film, the more I really think that the voice acting in it is phenomenal. And that's Mandy Moore, who play who portrays Rapunzel in Tangled. For sure. You know, the Rapunzel character went through such a transformation during that film from just sort of a, a little girl who you know, is waiting for her birthday and really doesn't know anything about the world around her. And by the time the movie is over, has overcome a lot of fear and explored and become quite the adventurer. Um, But it becomes much more worldly and aware of what's going on. So a lot of character development and Mandy Moore had to portray that through her voice in the film. You You start off sort of naive and then becoming more and more aware of what's going on around you and how to respond to that. So I, I'm going to give Mandy Moore a lot of credit. I think it was an underappreciated voice acting job in Tangled by her. Yeah. My other is going to be a more classic voice. And this is uh, a voice actor who did a lot of different roles for the Disney company in animated films. And that's Phil Harris. I don't think there's a single character that Phil Harris voiced in a Disney animated film that I don't absolutely adore. So for those of you who don't know, Phil Harris was the voice of Baloo the bear. Mm-hmm. Did a great job there. Was the voice of Little John and Robin Hood. And some would argue that Baloo and Little John have a lot in common. They're very similar. <laughs> they're both, yeah. you know, bear and they're both sound the same and so forth. <laughs> um, but he also was the voice of Thomas O'Malley in the Aristocats. And so I just, I think all three of those characters are fantastic. I love all three of those characters. I love all three of those movies. I think they're fantastic Disney animated films. And I think Phil Harris's job of voicing those characters really brought, I mean, when I hear that voice, it is, it says this is a Disney film. And Mm -hmm. and I think he really captures that very well and uh, deserves a recognition as one of the best Disney animated spoken word performers. Yeah. Right. Those are my two. Who do you have? So I have a less traditional one, a less iconic one, still a very 
specific character, but less iconic of a character. Um, I have Scott adds it as Baymax in Big Hero 6 because, oh, like it's just so silly and cute and like very distinct to what it's supposed to be. And I think that that is an underrated spoken word performance because I I can't imagine it's easy to speak with no emotion at all, but also have a lot of emotion behind everything you're saying. Right? I, can, because, I, I completely understand what you're saying and I agree with you. Yeah. Right. He has to, he has to deliver a lot of message with very few words. Right. And he exactly. I mean, does a really good job that I agree. With and you. especially because Baymax doesn't have facial expressions, right? Like Baymax's entire character is built because of his voice and his like movement, right? Because there's no facial expression to see when he's sad or when he's, happier when he's being loving you know like that's that's all to be heard in his voice while still having the same robotic tone sure and i think that that's very impressive um the second one i have <laughs> also a little bit silly um but very 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 distinct um john fiedler is piglet in various winnie the pooh activities um such an iconic voice you can hear piglet. it in yeah. your head right now can't you the piglet I, voice i can hear it yes. um I love Piglet and I love Piglet's voice and just, oh, you couldn't yeah. imagine a different performer no. doing that. Could you? No one else. Yeah. Yeah. No one else could have created Piglet in the way that Piglet is today. Absolutely. Good job. We have one more character, uh, one more character, one more category. Excuse yeah, me. we do. And this is also Disney animated features, uh, but uh, a best performance for singing, for singing roles. Um, and I have two that I think, in my mind, stand out as just out, absolutely outstanding singing performances in Disney animated films. The first is going to be Adina Menzel for all the Frozen stuff. Right, as obviously, Elsa. duh. Yeah, I mean, she's absolutely a powerhouse vocalist. Iconic. I mean, I again, I mean, is there a bad song? No. Has she ever put, put out a bad song? I mean, Frozen. Yeah, Frozen she's Two. Incredibly talented. I know. I she's mean, just, she's an absolute vocal powerhouse. Absolutely for sure. Yeah, so definitely has to be, if not at the top of the list, near the top of the list. So there you go. The other is I'm going to go to Little Mermaid again, and I'm going to go with Jody Benson for sure, the voice yeah. of the animated Ariel and Little Mermaid. Absolutely iconic, and part of this also is similar to Adina Menzel. You know, these are performers who both did the singing and the voice acting for these characters. Something Mandy Moore did too. Mandy Moore's vocal performance in Tangled is not to be absolutely. Down to. But sometimes in these films, the person that is doing the spoken language isn't necessarily the one who's doing the singing for right. the character, right? But both Jodie Benson and Dina Mazel did the spoken language, the spoken narrate, narr what is it, dialogue, the right? dialogue, the dialogue, yeah. as well as the singing parts and. Knocked both out of the park. Right. So Jody Benson and Dina Mazel for me. For sure. Okay. Mine. So I'm going to start super iconic, super moment in time, super distinct, obvious. Um, Angela Lansbury. Yes. In Mrs. Potts and Beauty and the Beast. Taylor's Oldest Time. Pretty epic. Like the, the remake one with what's her face? Um, also I, a really I, popular. I don't, I don't know who did Old timey it. singer. Not old timey. That was the wrong word. But either way, whoever does it in the live action is still very good. The Angela Lansbury one, iconic moment in time. The world froze when it's released. Yes. This is this is this is an iconic. Boom. Good. Boom. Okay. 
Next was a little bit more modern. Um, definitely super recognizable. Definitely very impressive. Um, she's going to be portraying her character in the live action film as well. Is she? From what I understand. Or, is, that a, is that a rumor? No, she's not. She's. I remember some, she, there was a definitive yes or no, and it's no. But she's on the produ- production team looking for someone to portray her character. Anyway, so Auli Krava... I can't. I can't with the words today. Cravalo in Moana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her Moana voice, her her singing is so flawless. I don't know if anyone's ever seen videos of her singing live, but it it is very impressive what she can do. And for this same reason, I went back and forth between her and um, Halle Bailey in the most recent yes, Little Mermaid. Absolutely, yes. She is a vocal powerhouse. For sure. That's what I wrote about in my um, Magic the Mouse article, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I, I just I think the Moana one is more iconic than the Ariel one. There we go. Um, so, cool. yeah, I don't really have any more explanation on that one. Yeah. It just makes sense to me. Well, listen, I think we definitely pick the best Disney performances of all time as they exist today. Subject to change. <laughs> um, but our listeners who are out there enjoying the show. Are probably saying you didn't say this person, or they may agree with you, right? And me, they they probably don't agree with you. You didn't say they probably Emma agree Watson with you. And Beauty and that Beast. We did not say that, but maybe some of our listeners will. So, Mimi, please share with everyone how they can get in touch with us, so they can give us their opinions on all these categories as well. Yeah. So you guys can send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all at Disney Assembled. But if you guys want to support the show further, the link to our T Public Patreon by Sadolup is on our website, DisneyAssembled.com. Um, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Right. Did I say the email? I think so. Disney symbol at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I know I definitely did because I have like the same sentence that I use over and over again every episode, yeah. but like you, you ever get like short term memory loss out of nowhere. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what just happened. What was I saying? <laughs> okay. Never mind. Listen, Joke was gotten. You can do that. That's all good. You can also check out our YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel. We put the episodes up on there and we also have YouTube shorts that are different and we enjoy making them and they're lots of fun. Check us out youtube.com. Look for Disney assembled there. And, and if you haven't done so already subscribe, we really appreciate the subscription. Uh, we've had some new subscribers join us over on YouTube. We'd, we'd appreciate more of you. So thanks for that. And if you haven't done so already, just like I said earlier in the show, as soon as you finish listening to this episode, quickly on your podcast player of choice. If you have the ability to give us a five-star rating or whatever the number of stars, which is the highest, you may be listening on a podcast player that has like a 10-star rating you know, system. You may have a four-star rating system. That's crazy. Whatever the most stars are. If there are any stars, it may not be stars. It may not be whatever shape your podcast player uses. Give us the most. Whatever the most is. It doesn't cost you anything. And it's a nice thing to do. I mean, we're trying to create joy and you could help create some joy with us by giving us a high rating. And if you want to be extra special, writing the review, if you have a chance to write reviews, great. Again, whether you're on Apple Podcast, um, I think Spotify, you can give a rating. If you listen on Good Pods, some of you may be listening on Good Pods out there. There's definitely a, a rating system there, I know. So, you know, if you're able to do that, we'd really, really appreciate it. All right, Mimi, high five. Good job. Another great episode. Another great episode. In the can and ready to go. We'll get it out tonight so that everybody can get their Disney Assembled stuff and and have a great week ahead of them. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope that this episode brought a smile to your face, some extra joy to your day, and that extra special sprinkling of pixie dust to your week. Thank you for listening again. And until next time, see see you real soon. soon.
Ladies and gentlemen, please collect your belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand.